Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes the circle whole And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time to restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free And when I call to thee And come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. Without and within, below and above, yeah, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. To find the balance is 
the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence My name is Jesse on Nichols George, and I'm your hostess. And that music that you were listening to at the beginning of the show is called I Sense Your Presence. It's by Shemshai. And, uh, you know, great group. It's been such a pleasure to have them in my opening and my closing segments of the show uh, here because I just remember they're one of those people that are a great inspiration to me, or an ensemble that's a great inspiration because I remember meeting them when they were just doing everything they could to get gigs and to, to play, and here they are traveling around the world living their dreams. So I just, I'm so deeply appreciative for the music that they share here on the show. I want to extend a welcome to everybody that's listening in today, whether you're joining us for the very first time because you said, hey, this sounds interesting. She's going to get into some juicy and heavy stuff today. <laughs> Or whether you have listened to the show before and you say, I know she always comes up with something interesting, and I want to find out what it is today. We do stream live, by the way, in three additional places, Talk Stream Live, Stream Finder, and, and Pen, known as Pair Encounters Network. And I welcome everyone listening through those channels as well. And, you know, I just also, again, a deep, deep appreciation for everybody who has up with me throughout the years of running the show. It's been going, we're going on four years of running the show, and I am down to the last two months of doing the show on a weekly basis, but I will be doing things from time to time, so it's not like I'm going to be totally out of the network, and there's lots of shows in the archives that you can always go back and check out and listen to, plus there's going to be a lot of people interviewing me as well along the way in my own work on code, so You'll have a lot of things to stay in touch with and keep in tune with. And there's two great ways to do that. That's to sign up for my email list. And you can send me an email at jang, J-A-N-G, at compassioncodes.com. And uh, I will get out uh, something to you. I'll get out a little little free cool gift called the Genesis Statement um, if you sign up for that. Or you can also follow me through Facebook. Um, that's another place where I have all my shows. I have my own personal page. I have my Activating Compassion page. And I have my Code Connection page, which um, deals with the codes. So 
depending on how much volume you want to see in posting, <laughs> you can join one or all of those um, to look after. Now, what I do during this show is I look at living a more compassionate life by aligning with your personal life coach. And at times, I do have guests on the show. Matter of fact, last week, What's Lost Walk was on with us, and we were sharing his music, which is just really wonderful meditational music. And uh, we had a few technical difficulties last week, but hey, we are going today. And uh, we got through the show, and he relayed some information, and it turned out really good all the same. I also um, will have another guest coming up before we close out during the next two months, so you'll want to watch for that. And I've had tons of great guests on that you can listen to in the archive. Um, as I mentioned, I do highlight different musical artists along the way, usually at the turning points of the year. And I delve into a whole variety of different topics and tools and resources and thoughts that give you a chance for doing some personal exploration, um, taking a look at some of the universal insights, expanding your perception of how life and the world works. And I also get into some stuff that uh, some people might call a little conspiracy side, but, you know, I like to call it breaking open the truth. <laughs> It's all a matter of how you look at it, right? And that is one of the things we're going to be doing today. But I don't like to stay on the doom and gloom side when I do that. So for those that are concerned about that, I don't dwell on that side. What I do is I like to bring the awarenesses up so that you can be conscious about them and then take a look at them and live a little more aware, a little more conscious of what's actually going on so that you are stronger, empowered, and you have the ability to make greater choices along the way for yourself and to do things where you can operate from that more compassionate space and that greater understanding space. Now, what I do is I'm a code interpreter, and I interpret a person's life codes to allow them to live a life filled with compassion, looking at their individual blueprint in this incarnation and how their energy flows and vibrates in the world. I've created the Genesis Statement, and that's available to experience where other people have interviewed me along the way. You can find that on my media tab under radio shows on my website. Um, just you know, go right in there under media, the media tab, radio shows, and you'll find you'll find uh, where others you know have interviewed me. You'll see you'll see it in there. <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about, even if I'm not expressing it well today. I've also authored four books, The New Me Life Dreams and its companion workbook, which is all about relationships and also activating compassion, and its companion workbook, which is kind of more just a, a life awareness, um, building compassion into our everyday lives in, in simple and easy ways. And in addition, I'm a collaborator on the fifth book called Embrace by the Divine, the Emerging Women's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. I've also created the True North Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, and various events. And you can check out, by the way, all of my work and happenings on my website, which is CompassionCodes.com, C-O-M-P-A-S-S-I-O-N-C-O-D-E-S.com. Now, I greatly appreciate all of those that do share my shows here because you know, when you do, you're changing lives. And it may not seem like it. It may not seem like much to push that share button, or click that share button. But I have numerous, numerous times had people come back to me and say, you have no idea how this show transformed my life. You know, what you did during the show was absolutely amazing. And I've had people that literally came back and said, I was 
thinking about suicide. And then I listened to your show, and I didn't want to do suicide anymore. So it just, you just never know whose life is going to get impacted in a really amazing way by that click. And they can listen to it, by the way, through the archives at their convenience, whatever works for them. They have multiple ways they can use the same link that you used to come into the show today, or they can go to uh, the Main Street Universe, um, what I want to say, page uh, grouping, <laughs> whatever it's called, and that is uh, listed through po- uh, as a podcast at iTunes and TuneIn.com, or they can go ahead and go into my YouTube channel. And I've got all of my archive shows in a YouTube version as well. So whatever works for them, whatever their preference is, they can get to it, definitely. Now, before we get started, as I have done for the last four years, I am turning the page to yet another week, another message, another name of God from Yehudaberg. And those that have listened in know that Yehuda is really a wonderful Kabbalah master. And I like to take his messages, post them up, on a page under my media tab. It's the media compassion, uh, I'm sorry, the code connection. And then under that, you'll see messages and insights for the week. Then it'll be on there. And that'll give you a chance to go back and reflect on it throughout the week, which is what I like to do on things, go back and take a message, work with it for a whole week. And each week I flip the page, we come into a new name of God provided by Yoruda and he helps us to bring some of these bigger concepts into our everyday language. So this week, and it was really funny, I was thinking about one of my previous guests when this came up, because the common name we've got this week is called Dispelling Anger. And Janet Pfeiffer, who was on my show uh, about a year ago or so, I guess it was, and um, she deals in anger. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, <laughs> what a great connection to have. What a great memory to have in there. But dispelling anger is the common name of God this week. And the formal name of God that we're dealing with this week is Pei Vav Yud. Pei Vav Yud. And uh, so that's kind of exciting there. Now, the general message that he gives at the beginning of this is, you may doubt that you've ever been an idol worshiper, but idol refers to more than statues of lions or bulls. And an idol is an object, person, or situation that dominates your behavior. Anger is a sign that you are an idol worshiper or idol worshiping model, mode. (laughs) I'll get those words out right in a minute. So if you feel anger, what he's saying is, if you feel anger coming up, that you are in an idol worshiping mode. Now, a lot of us don't always make that connection, but that's a really important connection because somewhere, There's something, somebody, or some situation that we are idolizing and trying to drive after that is controlling us. If nothing controlled us, we would not have anger come up. It would not be a response that we would, um, or a reaction that we would be having. So he goes on to give the following insight on this. To some degree, everyone is vulnerable to idol worship, whether through the pursuit of fame, or the veneration of wealth and power, we rubber images, especially the self-image, we feel we must project to others. The most blatant form of idolatry, according to Kabbalah, is anger. Something external is controlling our emotions and reactions. When a computer crashes, losing our important files, and we erupt in anger, 
We have just bowed down before a silicon idol. When a car cuts us off on the freeway and we curse with rage, we are idolizing a metallic god. When we lose our tempers with our spouse or children and cause them undue pain, we are worshiping an idol of darkness. Now, when we devote ourselves to idols, allowing external situations or other people to instigate anger and rage within us, we sever our connection to the light. And this is a big mistake, since the light is the true source for the fulfillment of our deepest desires. It's a really great one to think about. It's really great to keep this in mind and to be conscious of this when we do feel ourselves getting that anger or that rage that is coming up. And it's so easy and we don't even think about we're idolizing a computer, right? As you mentioned, for example, and that's a big one with us today. And, and I bring this up and it's perfect in today's um, uh, discussion or, or, you know, what we're going to talk about in the show because we're going to be talking about some of these topics of television. And television is a huge idol for people, right? Idolizing the shows that are on, idolizing people that are involved in the shows and, you know, and, and news, even news, you know, where people think, oh, I'm not that into the news, but then they get enraged by the news and they're idolizing these different things. So it's this is a, a really a perfect complement to what we're talking about today. And it goes on to provide a meditation. And the meditation is, you remove the power and allure of the world's controlling idols by, working this, by invoking excuse me, the power of this name. Anger is purged from your heart. Your happiness and peace of mind are generated from within. So... You know, this is a big thing, and it is that consciousness to stop and say, okay, I choose to remove this anger, and I choose to connect with the peace within, because when we're in that anger, we are definitely out of control, as they would say. So it's not not that space that we want to be in. And I know that I used to be a person who had a lot of anger when I was younger, and I would easily have my temper fly up. Of course, <laughs> I had a lot that would fire up behind it. And in later years, I've really come to, to realize where a lot of that came from in my earlier life. And in doing so, I've become very, very conscious about this process and releasing and letting go when I feel that surging and surfacing um, within me. And, and I'm not 100% perfect, but I'll say, I'm probably about 95% there. I have very little that really riles me up (laughs) and and it has to be a repeated thing at this point, which I'm really happy to say, but um, it takes practice, you know, don't give up on it because you can get there. And and it's just one of those things that's like like a horn sounding, you know, when you get angry, it's, it's like a horn sounding that is alerting you that there's something going on that you need to pay attention to. Okay, so a little insight or a little, you know, bringing in some pieces here uh, in regards to the show uh, today and the topic and where we're headed on the show today. So I think you're going to find this pretty interesting. Can television actually influence our thoughts and actions? And was TV really about bringing the world to you or about controlling you in the world? 
how much is television really influencing us? So many have speculated, feared, dismissed, ignored, and panicked at the thought of television's ability to control us as a human race. Now, like many things, it has been sold to us as a means of convenience, being wiser, and a way to know what is happening in the world. So much of this has been put off as people being crazy conspiracy theorists. But even Tesla gave us this warning regarding television. You will live to see man-made horrors beyond your comprehension. So what does Tesla have to do with all this? He has the power and influence of scalar waves. A U.S. patent known as B6506148, B2, which allows your television and computer screen to be used to manipulate your nervous system. The ability allows all of your emotions to be played and influenced. It works through entering in through the skin. This is only one of several patents that allow for stimulation of our senses through pulses which can be embedded into the program material or overlaid in a video signal. And this gives us a multiple layering of hypnosis that goes on every time we turn on the television set. And there's a neuro-linguistic programming, scalar waves, hidden messages, and the program content through the themes of the shows being presented and much more. I remember as a child the blame placed on television for an increase in violence. I couldn't believe it could do that back then. However, I also didn't understand the true basics of what went on with television. And this aspect of using scalar waves, as Tesla tuned into, explains why you respond to what is showing on TV. So, for example, when you see the commercials for food and all of a sudden you are hungry and want that food, even though you may be totally full. Now, the key is that there is hope that humans are so programmable, and many have proven this truth that they will never be able to override their basic instincts and can't control their addiction and raw animal natures. So this leads me to raise awareness that if one is to watch television, that one must also be very strong in their consciousness and have a strong mastery of their addiction. I have learned that when we create our own self-mastery and awareness, then we cannot be easily manipulated by such means. What is interesting to me is that in recent times, I'm hearing more and more conscious people saying they have stopped watching television. Are they picking up on something that others aren't? Is, this intuit- is their intuition working to protect them? And it very well may be when the masses can be programmed or stimulated into mass epidemics title of television show has hidden codes in it to interact in a way to trigger responses. Thousands of stimuli coming in at once. We've learned that even two messages coming into the brain creates a confusion and separation from soul self and puts a blockage in our divine connection. Imagine what happens 
and the layers of confusion, overwhelm, and exhaustion that happen when we have thousands coming in at us at once. And this is what leads nature to be such a great restorer. To be away from all devices is to be away from programming and that which creates conflict and confusion. And this is why nature provides us with great peace and brings clarity of mind. In living a compassionate life, it is important to be conscious of what we are taking in. And while we may not know it all, we can gain the main foundations of things and thus reduce our ability to be influenced. As a matter of fact, there is even the possibility of turning the tables on those that want this level of control. Signals go two ways. So if they come in, then they can also go out. To be conscious when using the computer or watching television or even being near lights or cell phones opens us to send out powerful, loving, and compassionate energy on a massive level. And this all starts with self-mastery. Question everything. When you get a craving, don't act impulsively on it, but give it time and reflect on what you are truly needing to balance instead of reaching for immediate gratification outside of yourself. This brings us around to the importance of being conscious of where we place our thoughts and the intentions that we are holding because what we hold for ourselves is also what we are putting out to others. It literally is being broadcasted to the masses. So you do have great influence over others by simply taking care of you. Now, many believe television to be nothing but entertainment, but it is important to keep in mind that it was not created for entertainment. It was created to control and stimulate the nervous system. It was created to influence your mind, body, and spirit. And the shows that we watch are oftentimes designed with programs that feed your lack of self-worth, your sense of neediness, to perpetuate the belief of good versus evil. And even the most non-assuming shows are designed oftentimes to make you feel inadequate, not good enough, and that you can do nothing without the help of the elite. The key is to be aware of what you are really watching and to cancel out the programming that underlies the entertainment. Skills you will learn are what you still need to master in life. You will learn where you are able to be controlled by others and you will learn what you are still being triggered by and thus throws you out of balance. This is a conscious state of watching. However, more than consciously watching television, be further compassionate with yourself. Step away from your electronics and get truly connected. Get connected with the clear channel that broadcasts from pure divine energy. Get connected with what opens your heart to true and pure love and compassion. And get connected to your true self. There is a reason that the masters in this world stepped away from the masses and spent time in nature. There is a reason that they sought out quiet solitude. It is because they knew that is where 
the clear connection was. It is time to get back to natural cycles and say no more frequently to electronic wind turbines, having everything just time to get back to you. So what have you noticed about emotional shifts or thoughts when watching television? And have you noticed your feelings and responses when watching different shows? And have you ever felt your emotions or physical body shifting as programs, commercials, news, and posts are made? It's something to think about. And people wonder today, why am I exhausted? Why am I fatigued? Why am I burned out? It's because every time you walk into a store and you're under those LED lights and the fluorescent lighting and you're sitting in front of the computer, you have all these messages coming in at you that you don't see or hear because they are set at tones and frequencies and vibrations and pulses that you don't have conscious access to. So when we realize this, and they have been proven to trigger the masses, trigger massive anger, rioting reactions, to trigger massive groups of people into prejudices and biases and hate and racism. We need to be aware of this because if you're feeling these things, you're being programmed. This is not your true nature. Your true nature is a loving nature. Your true nature is an accepting nature. It doesn't exclude others based on colors or belief systems or other things like that. Your true nature is peaceful. These are some really big things for us to think about. These are some important things for us to keep in mind. And this is why you want to start to master these impulsive urges that you get. Because most of the time, if it's an impulsive urge, it's not a genuine need. That impulsive urge is coming because programming is being broadcasted, be it in the store, be it through the lights, wherever it's coming from. It's time to pay attention. We're going to get into some cool stuff. You can see that already, right? (laughs) This week. Before we move on, before we go to break, before we delve into the meat of this week's show, let's go to the code energy. And this code energy also, by the way, is posted if you go to my website, CompassionCodes.com, and you look under the media tab. To code connection, and you will find again the insights and messages. It will be on that tab or that page there. So the code energy for this week is all about making breakthroughs and creating successes. You know how perfect is that for our show today, right? This will also be a time where you can engage the assistance of others to help you get to where you want to go. What you choose to do and focus on now will allow you also create future successes because these influences are falling between the new moon and the Lionsgate portal and you can make bigger leaps and bounds than normal. Want it or not, 
recognition can come your way. But most likely, this will happen from being confident in what you are doing and being in your own light. Make certain the compliments you pay others are authentic and not just words to win them over. Pretty cool code energy we're working with this week. I'm going to take a short break, and when we return, I will be talking about the programming of TV and what is really happening when we watch our favorite shows. The song I have for you during our break is called Desert Highway by Claire Hedin, and you can check out more of Claire's work. And again, deep, deep appreciation for Claire sharing her music uh, week after week over the last four years on this show. Um, and, and deeply grateful for that kindness and that generosity. So if you'd like to find out more about what she's doing, because she does some really incredible things, go check her out on her website. It is clairehedin.com, and that's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. We will be back in just a couple of moments.
And welcome back. You are listening to The Code Connection, and my name is Jesse um, Nichols-George. I'm your hostess today. You were just listening to a song by Claire Hedin called Desert Highway. Um, again, love, love, love Claire, and she's just such a beautiful soul, so definitely check out all that she has going on. You can do that at clairehedin.com, C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. And today, what I am getting into is programming. We're talking all about programming <laughs> and how television does that to us. And it's not just television. I want to, you know, even though I chose television programming to focus on because I have, um, you know, I was looking at some TV shows and things like that. And um, so, you know, the programming is, I, I really wanted to focus here in this direction because there's so many there's so many pieces. But even though I'm taking the focus of television, keep in mind that these concepts that I'm talking about today are not limited or restricted to television. Uh, they also happen through lighting, uh, oftentimes lighting that are in stores, um, through things that you have come through, um, say intercom systems, subliminal messages that are going on through intercom systems in stores, um, even LED lights. It doesn't have to be a store. It could be a restaurant. It could be your home even. Um, and, and people buy into all these things and their smartphones and things like that, um, cell phones, uh, particularly the smartphones, not so much some of the old flip phones, but your, your smartphone uh, in particular. They love almost anything that says smart. <laughs> Almost anything that's so smart on it isn't so smart. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they do this because it offers better tracking. It offers better ways for them to program people. You know, we're seeing, I remember years and years ago when video games first started coming out. You know, probably some of you might remember that are out there in my audience, things like Atari, Pong, um, you know, yes, way before the Pac-Man era, right? But even now, these programmings that are coming on and we're seeing these literal brainwashing techniques that are going on. Um, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day about the Pokemon stuff that's going on. And, you know, he was mentioning uh, just people that he knows of and their kids and the, the addiction and that they are just nonstop with the Pokemon and got to find this. Well, these are dangerous things because it is through these electronics, and I'm going to be explaining about how some of this happens and how this programming gets into us when we can't even see it or hear it a lot of times, is these programs are programming us to pre prepare us, to control us, to um, be able to have us so absorbed by things that we don't question them anymore and there are so many people and, and young kids that are in that space and the Pokemon is a particularly um, scary one where it's the finding Pokemon because this is even coming up. This is placing kids in jeopardy and why would they take kids and place them in jeopardy for example through something like this because we, we don't like to think that our own government would be doing this but why would they do this? Because what they do is they then are setting these kids up to child predators. They are then setting them up for kidnappings. They're setting them up for um, encounters with drug dealers and a whole variety of different things. And through doing that, 
Um, and that's just one piece of it. Through doing that, then what they can do is they can come back and say, look, now we need to control more of your life because you're not safe. Look at how your kids aren't safe. So now we need to control more and more and more. See, it's, 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 it's a whole game they play. It's kind of like the, the red flag operations that they do. And it's a whole game that gets played to come back and say, now, now you need to turn over more to us. So they condition you through these things and using your kids and things like that as pawns in this bigger game that are going on. And, um, and then on top of that, what they're doing, the other big piece, now of course there's lots of little pieces in this, but the other big piece that is going on in this is the factor of these kids are going out and doing things unquestionably. They are literally making them robotics. And we think that's not possible. It's happening. Wake up. It is happening out there. And no, we don't like to think about this. No, we don't like to think that our own governments, our own leaders are involved in this in any way whatsoever. But we need to wake up to the fact that they are involved. And when we look at this and they're so robotic, what they're doing, and there was actually, I can't even remember there was a movie or something that was out uh, on this. And I know there was, a, you know, some Twilight Zone series where the kids were so mesmerized by the TV and they would just be staring at the blank TV, uh, you know, with the fuzzy screen. <laughs> and then they would go out and do these things, you know, in this trance-like stage. Well, that's exactly what is happening to finding Pokemon. So certainly I hope if you know of any parents out there and um, children that are really wrapped up in this, I hope you'll share this piece with them because it's important for us. And this is a step to programming these kids to doing whatever they want or people to whatever they want because what what they're setting up here is it starts off as a game. And I remember this when Dungeons and Dragons came out and it was, you know, played out in real life in a lot of ways, and people were doing all these interactions, and it, and it started leading to killings. And, um, you know, and a, and a lot of people just were kind of blown away, and it's like, oh, it was a fluke thing, it was a fluke thing. Well, let me tell you, this is a revisitation on a much stronger, bigger, gigantic level in a way with a lot more motive behind it. And when we, when we look at those pieces, you know, it's literally a programming. Oh, look, now you need to shoot this person. Now you need to do this in order to take your next step to find pro, um, Pokemon. And so they, they utilize these games. They utilize these different things to do it because they start by getting the addiction ready. Once the addiction is ready, that addiction is going to fall over into multiple areas of life, from food to, uh, to drugs to sex, to whatever it is. It's going to be multiple areas of life because once the addictive patterns get hold, they're going to, to unfold throughout all the different areas. So, so they start by that. They start, um, you know, the brainwashing. And because kids and, and people, they work on the, the pure, the, the motives of wanting to be accepted, of wanting to excel, of wanting to be the best. And so, you know, they're literally putting these kids into a trap state where they will do anything that they tell them to do. And 
we need to watch out because that is going to start including these bigger crimes. And I know that probably sounds crazy to a lot of people right now, but those things have already played out and those things are already coming around. Uh, There have been kids who literally have not seen cars and just stepped straight out in front of them um, playing this game. And we're just in the beginning stages. So, you know, again, I, I hope that you'll share that. And when we look at Pokemon, and I'm, I'm kind of doing this, this is just where it went to start with, but I'll jump back into some of the foundations here in a minute. When we look at uh, Find Pokemon or Finding Pokemon, and I guess it's called Find Pokemon, what, what we have is we have a couple of key components here. We have, uh, first of all, we have the component of the material spiritual conflict pattern. So what they're doing through this is they, uh, through the finding process, through the live acting searching process uh, that they've created through this game, they are um, opening these doors to where they're creating a conflict with the spirit self. And and through that, they are creating separation from spirit self. So once they start to create that separation, this is the same tactics that are used in brainwashing. It's like an isolation in a way. It's like isolating off the soulful part of the self. Now they become totally programmable and totally controllable and the material starts to take over and this is where the addiction comes is in this conflict pattern because once the spirit is set aside, there's a certain amount of peace with not having conflict going on but at the same time, what is happening is there's an isolation that then makes them totally submersed in whatever is being said to them. Um, people who do brainwashing techniques do the same thing. What they do is they isolate the individual off, they separate them from their family, tell them that they're not loved, tell them that these people don't care about them, so on and so forth, and that the the person doing the brainwashing is the only one that cares about them. This is the same thing they're doing in this game, the exact same thing. And And then that person doing the brainwashing can then run whatever programs they want to keep them in these these fears, in these sort of drug-like states um, of existence. So we have that piece going on. Then we have the energy, uh, the Pokemon energy. And that energy, by the way, is all deception. It's all lies. It's all deceiving. So it is completely about... Um, Danger. It's all about danger. <laughs> when you get down to the codes of it, it's all about treachery, deception, danger. Okay? So when you combine this, you have danger that comes out of this process of separating from the spirit or the soul self. And when we bring these two energy patterns together, what we have is we have a call to action. Right? Okay? It's a judgment, it's a call to action, it's a, it's a duty, it's a purpose. And that's exactly what they are instilling in this game. It is a duty. They're, they're playing on these kids that you have a duty, you have a purpose, okay? This isn't about worldly success, that's what they're saying. But, you know, it's, they're hindering things, they're putting delays on things. They're, they're convincing these kids, you have a duty or a purpose to find Pokemon, okay? Um, and so... This whole thing, they get wrapped up in that. And you can see here again that conflict comes out. So this is 
you know, this is your action. You've got to step up and take action. Now, this programming is very, very dangerous. And I, I highly encourage you, take your kids off this. doesn't matter if all their other friends are doing it. Taking your kids off of this could very well save their life right now. So this is very, very important for you to get. I'm going to share with you what happens because this type of programming started with TV. You know, when you go back years and years ago, before people had TV, when they had maybe a transistor radio or something like that, but they didn't have all the digital stuff. They didn't have all the digital technology and things like that. You know, and, and, you know, the, these elite groups and things were looking for more ways to control people, right? Because they don't, they don't want certain people in their sphere and, and yet they want everybody to serve them and these sorts of things. So, you know, we didn't notice these, a lot of these things in society. We didn't have the violence. We didn't have the crime. We didn't have the, the prejudices and things going on before a lot of our technology, our so-called technology comes back. And I was talking to a friend and I said, you know what? We have taken such a huge leap backwards. Everybody thinks that if we would set down technology that would be, we would be going back in time, we would actually be going forward if we set down a lot of our technology because technology has actually set us back. Now, I know there's a lot of people that will argue with me, but it's set us back because on a soul level, we're not progressing. It has put a halt and a retro action on everything. It has put us back to not even being animal conscious in a way because we're just robots. A lot of people have gone robotic. And I remember this. I remember songs coming out in the 80s about this. Mr. Roboto was one of them. These things have all warned us along the way. But when we implemented things like television and things like that, and I'm not saying that TV is totally bad. I mean, there's certainly things that we can get off of TV, but I, I, you know, there is a huge amount of programming that goes on. If we understand the programming that goes on, then we can be conscious and we can say, okay, I'm not accepting that program. I'm not accepting that immediate urge. Oh, I, I feel these emotions coming up on me subtly. I'm going to, you know, let those emotions set aside because I know that's not my true emotion and different things like that and to watch and say, okay, I'm going to watch this, but I'm not going to be influenced this way. I'm simply going to take it for creating, you know, some creativity in me or getting me some ideas on things or, or stuff like this. So TV is a very interesting thing because we have two aspects, right, that we refer to this as TV and television. Okay, and you know certainly they figured they couldn't get people to watch at a blank, snowy, staticky screen, <laughs> right? Just like you can't keep people on Pong and Atari forever, right? You had to get it more engaging and more interacting and more entertaining uh, in there, so they felt like they were progressing, even though you were taking them backwards. Um, and and that's the same thing they did with TV. So they said, oh well, we've got to create something that distracts them from what we're doing. And that's exactly what all these TV shows do. They're a distraction from what they're actually doing, just like a red flag is a distraction from what they're actually doing in the world. 
So when when we consider this, we have the codes of TV, and TV is is actually the shift. It's it, it the coming on of TV is actually probably a big turning point when our timelines started shifting, when we started jumping timelines, because we we as soon as we started implementing a lot of the electronics, and it came at a time that we also implemented a lot of chemicals and things like that. Uh, you know, we just got hit from multiple, multiple angles and aspects. And it was, it's kind of an ending and new beginning. And what happens in these phases is that it's all about power and things can be fortunate or they can be really, really harsh. And it's all about how the power is being used. The more power is being misused when it comes to TV, the harder and harder aspects are going to get. Um, in life, and eventually this is going to totally, you want to say explode or whatever, <laughs> on people, um, you know, on those who are trying to run the power, it's eventually going to backfire on them. Uh, I know there's plenty of people that would love to see it backfire, <laughs> and there's, you know, some people that just don't want to see it backfire, and that's all good too, but um, so it is this kind of wheel of fortune, it is this game of chance, the risk, uh, literally a risk, and a game of chance <clears throat> when we talk about the codes of TV. So every time you're turning that TV on, every time you're turning that computer on, it's a risk. What's going to happen to you? And it all depends on whether you are in control of you or not. And most people are not. Most people are swayed because they don't even see what they're being hit by. Now, when we look at the codes of television, what we have is television carries the energy of um, grave warnings for the future. It carries the energy of disaster by association. It carries uh, the energy of being ruined through speculation, okay, or advice that is given. <laughs> it also carries a lot of responsibility energy. So what happens when we watch television we actually become more attuned or programmed to what they want us to believe our responsibilities are. We're responsible to do this. We're responsible to do that. You're responsible to keep up with the Joneses. You're responsible to, you know, blah, blah, blah. But even more so than that, that concerns me in these codes, is that it comes back around to this aspect of grave warning for the future. Um, but then it's also about isolation. So if we look at that, hello, right back to the brainwashing technique, right? Um, lonely, isolated, it's appealing to the people who are lonely and isolated. Um, this is something, hey, look, even if you're poor, you can afford this. Well, I don't know anymore. <laughs> TV's gotten really, really expensive. You know, when you start talking 75, 150 bucks a month, that's expensive, you know? I, I think about that kind of a cost and you know I look back at the house I grew up in and you know that was a third of a loan payment <laughs> you know that, that's just not money you threw around I mean you took the whole family to Disneyland for less than that <laughs> you know so when when we look at this it's not you know and they'll put that appeal oh how wonderful if you're lonely and you're isolated that you have this TV set well, in reality, they're creating loneliness 
and isolation. Um, and here, uh, what they're also doing through here that runs in these code patterns is exerting their own mental superiority. Look at how mentally superior we are because we're sending you these messages and these programs and you don't even know it. That's exactly what they're sitting back saying and laughing and going, hey, ha, 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 ha. Look at what these people are doing. We programmed them to do that. Ha, 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 ha. Look at how we can drive the market, control your lives, tell you what you need. We can do that. Look at how superior we are. That's, that's their mindset. That's where they're at. And that's what comes through. Now, what's interesting as we move on into this is that the way television works and the way computers and things work, and, and you know, you can learn about some of these things because, uh, you know, these grants were given uh, to these patents. And like I said, there were numerous patents out there. One of them is, uh, you know, U.S. patent of 6506148. B2, and, um, you know, these these different things that, that are put on there and, and um, you know, these effects, uh, basically what they did was they, it, they got this grant for research uh, in a sense to um, how humans respond to stimulation of the skin through electromagnetic fields, okay, that are pulsed with certain frequencies at certain hertzes. And, and what it takes to excite different sensory resonances or responses. And uh, so what happens is your computers and your monitors and your TV tubes and, um, you know, these different electronics, um, including, yes, the wind turbines, including, yes, your cell phone, um, will um, excite these different responses when they're displaying what they call pulsed images. And those are things that you don't even see because they're in behind the images that you're looking at. That's, again, this is why you have the distractions that are on there, the games, the whatever else. Um, and they emit these pulsed electromagnetic fields of enough amplitude that they can create an emotional response or a reaction in you. So they can create an anger. They can create a happiness. They can create a hunger. They can create whatever they want to create in this transmission that they're doing. Now, the way that they do this is it happens by exciting the nervous system in the body, okay? So you're following me here? <laughs> what they're actually doing is through these waves, it's going in through the skin because the skin is a huge area to receive things into the nervous system. That's how we sense our environment. That's how we sense whether something is hot or cold a lot of times, so different things like this, it creates these fields of energy. And then it triggers the nervous system because the nervous system is involved in our brainwave transmissions and telling our body what to do. And this is why, you know, when we look at the Pokemon, people and kids and things are, are going out and they're doing these actions and they actually don't even have control over themselves at this point because they are programmed through that game. That is coming through that game. The waves are coming through telling them and literally telling their body what to do in there. Okay, so it comes from these images that are embedded. The, um, you know, uh, oftentimes that image pulsing is embedded in the program material. 
um, or it can also be overlaid through a video stream. So like, you know, when you watch the YouTube streams or, you know, any of those things, it can be overlaid on that. Or it can also, um, you know, be sent through an RF signal um, or as a video signal. So, you know, there's lots of different ways that it can come in. And, um, you know, even a really simple computer program, you know, right? Why have apps become so big? Because they're pushing apps, because the more apps you have, the more of this stuff they can be in. When you think about it, you have very little time in your day, the average person does, of not being connected under LED lights, fluorescent lights, computer screens, uh, television, cell phones, you name it. We're almost attached to these days and day and night, you know, except for when we lay down in bed and even not then. Most people have their phones near the bed, things like that. Um, so all of these things, you know, create this, this resonance of energy that's going in and it's going right in and flowing through the body and doing this whole manipulation. And it's, it's just amazing, uh, you know, what they can... It can come through here. Well, why work through the nervous system, you might wonder, right? Well, the nervous system, uh, you know, brings in this energy of, of completion, but it also, as it hits the central nervous system, causes interruption. And when you bring this interruption of the system or interruption of completion, what they're doing is they're literally, through these signals, stopping you from being able to have complete thoughts stopping you from being able to finish things, stopping you and blocking you from, you know, all kinds of things in there, thought processes, action, uh, things like that. So it actually creates these things and, um, you know, and opens, opens these doors up. And then what we have is we have two parts. We have the, we have the central and we have the peripheral system. So, when the central system, what happens, and I should backtrack actually because there's kind of a flip thing on that. Um, what happens with this is that they're trying, they, they being those who want to control, um, they want to complete their mission. But the central nervous system can interrupt them and, and keep them from creating uh, that completion factor in there. Now, the peripheral system is another system that comes up, and that's like our neurons and our ganglia and our nerves. And this is why you hear a lot of people saying, my nerves are shocked. My nerves are totally shocked that are coming through. So what it's doing is that's coming in like through your skin area. And so the neurons, what they're doing as they get affected through these transmissions and these signals, um, they they signal the cells in your body. So, you know, their attempt is actually to, to just totally transform the whole DNA system, basically. In this. So the neurons signal cells via the axons, and those release neurotransmitters and synapses, which then command the cells and your entire communication process in only a millisecond. Okay, a millisecond, you can't even snap your fingers in that amount of time. Okay, you can't clap your hands, you can't blink your eyes. Blinking your eyes is slower than a millisecond. 
And all of this comes through, and this whole process runs through and sets these commands in motion. And with less than the amount of time it takes to blink your eyes. That's something to think about. Okay? So what happens is these sensory neurons react to physical stimuli, be it light or sound or touch, and they give, give feedback to our central nervous system about our surrounding environment and what's going on. Uh, and the motor neuron in this process um, then send out signals to activate the muscles and the glands. Hmm. Well, let's look at that. Why do people all of a sudden have epidemic health issues? Why do we all of a sudden have these epidemics of different things? Why can't people lose weight? Well, sure, okay, we've got the toxins, we've got the, you know, polluted food systems, we've got these various things that are in place. People are not always eating healthy, right? But what about all those people out there who are eating healthy who are still putting on weight? Guess where it's coming from? It's coming from the computer screens and the TV. And not just because they're sitting down being inactive, but because the programming is coming through. Why do they want to do that? Because they want to lower the self-worth. They want to lower the person's confidence in themselves. They want to disconnect them from their soul self so that they can gain total control. It's massive what they can do with it. So if they lower your self-esteem, make you feel bad about yourself and you know, you, you feel frustrated, you start falling into all of their reactive emotions that they want you to be in because now you're totally programmable in those emotional states. We also have two subdivisions of the, of the nervous system, and that's the somatic and the autonomic aspects. And the somatic is our voluntary component, okay? So that kind of coincides with our central nervous system in a way. And the nerves are connecting the brain and the spine. And this is why the brain and the spine become so important in divine sacred processes because they're like that hollow tube in a way when you see the, the way the energy flows up and out and around and back through again. And um, the, they are the channels for the energy. So to damage the spine and the brain in people and to make alterations there disconnects you from spirit. It disconnects you from choice. It disconnects you from voluntarily being aware and conscious and being able to control yourself. Now, the autonomic is the involuntary uh, component, and that regulates, interestingly enough, your body processes, hmm, your blood pressure, your rate of breathing. Okay, here again, you wonder why you go into a store someplace and all of a sudden your blood pressure goes up. Well, not to mention all the whatever stress might be happening there, but it can literally be coming through the lights, the cell phone. Hmm, why do we have Wi-Fi signals everywhere? Because they can program you easier, because they can create these responses easier in people. So when we look at this peripheral nervous system, okay, that comes about, what we find with that is it's all about deception. Hmm, imagine that, all about deception. So as we're starting to combine this and what we see, right, we see the television of let's isolate you in order to deceive you, a.k.a. take control. 
and to wear you down to break you. And we're going to do that because we know that if we get into one area, it's going to affect the other area. So how does that happen? Okay, that happens through our nerves because when we take it in and we have those neurons and the ganglia and the neurons are doing all this processing and it sends this full communication out, where does it send it through? It sends it through the nervous system. And when it sends it through the nerves, the nerves are the overlap to the central or the divine aspect of energy of the nervous system. And therefore, it can start then, it can break down the brain and the spinal cord. And when the brain and the spinal cord are broken, we get a disconnect. When they wear our nerves down, our brain can't process. So when we lose the brain functioning, we lose voluntary control over our life. This is how they work. So this is the connection of how it gets through, and this is why people then start really breaking down in the processes, and they start losing their faith, and they start losing their hope, and they start, you know, having these different things, and they start having depression issues and things like that. You'll find a lot of people with brain and spinal cord energies that will go through depression. This is why. This is why. It's really, really fascinating in one hand (laughs) to do this. And so when we're around these constant signals, which you are in a city, which you are when you're working uh, places and things like that, is you have to train and practice and get really strong in yourself and not be swayed by what is outside of you, not be swayed by things that you know are not of divine flow. And it it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't take practice. But what does happen is when you learn to stand in that self, regardless of the energy transmission, you now start to turn the tables. And that means you start broadcasting. As long as you keep that voluntary control, as long as you call those energy patterns out, that are these controlling patterns, these self-worth patterns, and you call them out and say, I reject this programming. I'm not taking it. This is not mine. This is not voluntary. I will not have it. And as long as you maintain control over yourself, you can turn the tables because every time you take that strength and every time you build that in yourself, you now are sending that back through the electronic world, back through those transmissionary processes, and guess what? That's broadcasting out everywhere, which means you trigger everybody to stop taking that. Yeah? Might make you think again about how much power you have, right? (laughs) When you realize that if you take control and you send loving energy out constantly and you send it back out through the computer, you send it back out through the television set, so you can shift this whole program. When you call things out for the lies and the deception that they are and you say, this is not the truth and I'm not taking it. person who does brainwashing only have control when people are weak. 
if you're overweight, if your body is broken down by disease, if you don't feel good about yourself, you're sitting in that weakened state. You're very easy to control. This is why we're in that stage and the era of addictions has come up. And this is why where there are addictions, people are seeing consequences. The choices for addiction and idolatry are creating severe consequences right now because it's trying to get us to step up and get out of those addictions so that we will not become robotized or robotic and so that we will maintain divine connection. And it's all in our power to do, completely in our power to do. So let's look at some of these things. Glial, G-L-I-A-L cells, or nourish the nerve cells, okay? And glial literally means glue, okay? Um, the nervous system is the body's electrical wiring. So you want to say the nervous system is where we get our energy from. It's fire, basically. It's, it's of the element fire. So if the nervous system is broken down, we can't function. Now, I know a lot of people have put an emphasis on the pituitary and this, well, guess what? It all comes back to the nervous system. If your nervous system doesn't function, that pituitary is not going to function. The nervous system governs every organ and your ability to be healthy in this world. Now, the atomic nervous system connects the central nervous system to the heart, the lungs, the stomach, the intestines, the bladder, and the sex organs. How many of you have noticed increases in sexual content? Be it TV, be it on the computer. I know, oh my gosh, I do a search on the most basic things. <laughs> I do a search on sky, and I've got pornography coming up everywhere in the search, right? Okay, these, these various things. But imagine that, that the autonomous nervous system connects the CNF to the heart, the lungs, the stomach, intestines, and bladder. How many diseases in the world, how many health issues have we seen increase tremendously, not just with teeny tiny bits and pieces, but tremendously increase that are related to the heart, the lungs, the stomach, and the intestines, right? What about gluten intolerance? What about needing to go to gluten-free diets? What about all these sudden inabilities to breathe. Well, granted, yes, that's a combination of things. Pollution of food, right? Pollution of air and things like that. Chemicals that are being used. But that's not all of it. You could take all of those things away and you'd still have these things happening because they're programming it. Why do they program it? Because if you get sick, you'll go to a doctor. You go to a doctor, they can inject you with various things, and most of the injections that they're doing today, be it an antibiotic or, um, or flu shot or various things like that, are microchipping you. If they microchip you, they now have it well into your body, and they literally have robotic control over you. They can track you anywhere. And how do they sell these things to us? Oh, my goodness, look at how we're going to be able to find your child, just like we've learned how to find your pets through microchipping. 
Do it, they do it always like look at how we're going to help you, look at how we're going to help you. That's the first way that they start to sell something that's going to control you. So when we look at these different things, let's look at some of the diseases and things that have actually been linked and proven from responses that have been transmitted out through television. Television, cell phones, computer screens. They've literally been transmitted out through these arenas, right? And come up in society. Epilepsy, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, ALS, which is, uh, for those that aren't sure what that is, that is amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, also known as Lou Gehrig's, Huntington's disease, Alzheimer's, TIA, which is a transient, transient ischemic attack, which are like little mini strokes, subarachnoid hemorrhaging, which is a bleeding between the brain and the surrounding membrane. That's right. They can literally pretty much make your brain, brain explode if they want to. Anybody else recognize that some of these things came up? Parkinson's is a big thing that came up, right? Multiple sclerosis is a big thing that hit a lot of celebrities. Hmm. I wonder why. They're working into all the cameras. They're working into all the videos. Think about that one. Upsurgent epilepsy over the last 10, 15, 20 years. Alzheimer's has taken a huge rise, particularly over the last 10 years, 10 to 15 years. Let's move on. Some other things that they can influence in your health and have. There have been studies proven that these have been influenced. Meningitis, encephalitis, polio, epidural abscesses. Anxiety, panic, stress, depression, bipolar, ADD, ADHD, and autism. Ringing true for anybody yet? I know enough parents out there that are having a lot of autistic. Hmm, we have like a whole generation of autistic, ADD, ADHD, and bipolar kids. We call them, in the spiritual world, some of them indigos. Hmm, where do you think they got a lot of this stuff? It wasn't just the star seed grouping that came in. This side was programmed into them through the electronics. The other thing that is greatly influenced through our nervous system, because when we get the stress and the anxiety and what they do, is it's like it's a way to, you know, it's like legal murder, what they're doing. Because nobody can prove that you didn't create your own stress or anxiety. Started ring a bell with anybody that was a movie put out quite a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, and because some of those tests where they were literally walking in dreamscape, things like that, controlling people's bodies and their function, creating heart attacks. Guess what? This is real life. They put it in a movie, but it's real life. I'm going to talk about movies in a couple of weeks of things. So looking at some of these things, why does that become important? Because when the nervous system breaks down and the nerves will only receive the input that they want and you can't get it to the other part of the system, which is connected to our spiritual self, 
and when there's all kinds of breaks in the transmissions of things, our hair goes, our nails go, and our skin goes. Why is that important? Because the hair is, uh, whether it's hair on our skin, hair on our head, um, our nails, these are our spiritual antenna. If you break that down, you wipe out a lot of the connection to spirit or divine energy. Just like that. I know this is a lot to think about, but here again, we have the power to shift this. One of the things that you may want to include more in your diet, by the way, that is about supporting the nerve system, is amino acids. Whey, which has L-tryptophan in it. Sweet potatoes, looking for vitamins A, C, and B, potassium, magnesium, B6, L-theanine, which is an amino acid. You find it in green tea. In dark chocolate, you find the tryptophan, the magnesium, the uh, anandamide, Brazil nuts, selenium. Uh, these things are dark leafy green, folate seeds, B6s. Um, B complexes are one of the most important vitamins for the nervous system. You want to make sure you're getting these from pure sources. So that is a way to offset some of this. Uh, sit down and eat those things if you're going to be in front of computer screens all day because they're important. You know, they're important. Um, it's kind of great that we have a built-in desire for chocolate, right? Because uh, when we get stressed, that's a natural healer. We get that chocolate in us and it starts restoring, it removes, it starts working on removing the programming. So don't ever feel guilty for the chocolate. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe you have some that's not so much sugar in it, but don't feel guilty for the chocolate in there. So let's look at some of the different types of shows and what they're doing with that. I know I've kind of gone on, but this is such interesting information. And again, the key is not to get totally freaked out by this and go, oh my God, all my organs and everything are being influenced and they're going to make me drop and have a heart attack tomorrow or something like that. The key is, is to be aware that these things are coming through so that when you start to get stressed out, that you realize this isn't coming from within you. This isn't coming from your divine natural state. And yes, there are certain warning factors that go on with anxiety or stress if you legitimately have something there. But it's really about, as some of these things come up, it's about saying we need to step away from the, what is programming us. We need to spend more time in nature. It's about honoring that balance and not getting wrapped up in this rush, rush, rush fear. How many times do people shut off the TV at night and they lay down and they're in fear? Well, then their mind wanders on through that through the night. It keeps the patterns going on and on and on and on. And it's not about that. It's about becoming aware of what is creating these things in our life so that we can change them, so that we can be compassionate with ourselves, so that we can reshift the energy so that we know, okay, when this is coming up, I, I need to step out of here. And when I'm feeling these things, I, I need to step away for a while. Things. So, looking at some different things, let's let's uh, you know take a take a look. Crime shows. Crime shows are really interesting because they run on code patterns that, in some ways, are about success, 
right? They uh, they actually run all the cult energy. And isn't that interesting that it would be connected to occult energy, people who talk a good talk, are influential in their speech, um, dramatic personalities. Um, what this does is crime shows perpetuate drama in our lives. They perpetuate drama patterns. A, a lot of shows, even the, the, you know, the innocent, so-called innocent types of shows, the goody shows, perpetuate a good versus evil theme to keep that going. Why? Because as long as you have a good versus evil concept, you think you're doing good fighting evil, you're still fighting, you're still in conflict, it keeps you at war, it keeps you at battle, which keeps you out of the spiritual energy flow. It keeps you out of divine connection. Uh, When we look at this, where's the occult significance in this? Um, Crime shows oftentimes will have some aspect of sacrifice, mental sacrifice, physical sacrifice, you know, um, the killings that go on, those are connected. They are a form of ritual sacrifice that goes on. It perpetuates also in us things that are connected to fear. Um, look at what's out there in the world is what it's saying. Look at, look at these, these people that you should be fearing and look at how we need to protect you in the world. And, and look at how all these government people are working for you. They're not working for you. <laughs> they're really not. Yeah, there's some good guys out there, don't get me wrong, but, you know, they're really not there for your best interest. And this whole good guy, bad guy, good cop, bad cop, you know, good versus evil thing that goes on, um, you know, here again is, is controlling you. It's like if we instill that there's enough of this happening in the world, now we can translate it into the real world and then we can gain greater control because you're going to see the need for protection in this. Um, so crime shows are definitely running on uh, some of these. One of the real popular ones, NCIS, uh, is a big one. Hmm, what's that coded to? Sacrifice or victim? Mental anxiety. So you can be assured that through that show, there's subliminal programming. There are the waves that are moving through that are creating anxiety when you watch it and nervousness. And you may carry that around, a warrior and anxiety. I notice a lot of people who are warriors in the world, and I do mean warriors versus warriors, <laughs> and those are people that worry all the time, um, they tend to watch a lot of crime shows. They're very drawn to crime shows. And, and you know, warriors oftentimes operate on this controlled victim pattern mode that goes on in there. Let's look at um, let's look at some other ones that we have. Um, let's take something like well, you've got uh, Game of Thrones is out there. Game of Thrones is uh, really when we look at the codes of it. Um, you know, one of those shows that is um, who's going to be given dominion, and in order to have dominion, people must uh, there must be upheaval or destruction. Um, you know, what happens when there is power given, um, it has an unknown and an unexpected factor to it. Uh, here again, it has 
um, a, a sort of black magic um, occult energy in it. And it also has an isolation energy pattern to it. And when it comes together, it has the energy of the mole or the energy of playing multiple sides. So the hidden subliminal programming that is coming through when you're watching that show is you really can't trust anybody because those people who are your friends are probably communicating with those people who are not your friends. Kind of interesting how that plays out, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, when we look at something like PBS, right? A lot of people look at PBS as, hey, that's that's for the public, that's for the poor person, that's the, um, you know, that's that's the more educated or uh, refined or whatever you want to say. Uh, it's got uh, a various European shows on it, things like that, that are in there. And uh, when we look at that again, we're looking at who is going to take dominion. Isn't that interesting? Uh, PBS is a channel about who's got dominion, who's got charge. And one of the big shows, which a lot, a lot of people have fallen in love with, that uh, I believe runs through PBS uh, or, or a channel very similar to it, is Downtown Abbey. So Downtown Abbey is all about, it's got a couple of key codes in it, uh, one of the key codes in it has to do with responsibility energy. It has to do with, um, you know, here again, be careful of who you're associating with. Um, carefully consider your path. Uh, when we look at that in Downtown Abbey, uh, yeah, isn't that evident? You've got to be careful who you're associating with, and it shows it in that show. You associate with the wrong person, you're out, you know, and they play on these desires that humans have to be part of the elite. You know, they make it like you're only, it's like being, it's like going back to grade school in a way, right? And you're only going to be okay if you're in the popular group. Well, that's what the elite is. You know, if anybody was ever bullied by the popular group, you know, that's not where you want to be. <laughs> you know, you know that there's more issues and more insecurities there than you could ever possibly imagine. Um, you know, and if you don't run with the elite, you're going to be pushed off on your own um, out there, and you know that 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 your your efforts will be blocked. And another key coding that is in downtown Abbey, interesting enough, is is also connected with the occult, secret societies, danger, trials, treachery from others. There's a lot of treachery in that show, you know. Uh, it may be put in a different time era, which some people think, oh, you know, they separate it. But all these messages are still coming through. Um, you know, it also has the code patterns of what we call the, um, you know, who's in control, controlling, that, that lives are being controlled and what are they showing? They're showing the rich control everything, the elite control everything. Um, you know, and if you are not part of that, and they will use their money and their influences to quiet people. And that you will have great difficulty if you try to go up against them. Um, this is evidence. You see it in the show. And it's also, these are the programmings that are coming through while that show is entertaining you. Um, here again, it comes back to the Wheel of Fortune energy, which is aligned on the same codes of TV or television itself, and 
you know, when we when we look at that aspect of TV, um, you know, here again, it's it's you know, it's a rise and a fall. It's a good and evil. It's you know, we're going to carry out our plans, and you have nothing to say about it. That message is coming through loud and clear. So, how many times do people walk away from the television set and they're thinking, "I have no influence in the world." I hear it from people all the time. I have no influence in the world. We can never fight the elite. They're too powerful. They're too big. They're too this. They're too that. Baloney. Baloney. They are a small, small percentage of the people who bank on people's fears and addiction to get them what they want because they don't really go around dirtying their own hands. They hire somebody else to do it. So they bank on our greed, on our lust, on our very things, on our desire to be part of them. And this is why the Pokemon are so dangerous, as I mentioned before. But they will do anything to be accepted. Yeah, kind of changes your mind about PBS, doesn't it? <laughs> changes your mind about some of those innocent stations, right, in there. Um, you know, uh, Survivor, the show Survivor, uh, when we look at the codes of that, uh, we, we're actually looking at uh, a code that is about receiving assistance from higher up or alliances, right? And, and boy, isn't Survivor all about alliances. Where are your alliances at? And are they going to have your back? But it also shows that you don't really have a lot of power on your own. Um, you know, this is another presentation, another, you know, thing of let's let's create a response in people. Let's create a um, an aspect of, of what's going to get a reaction from people, what's going to gross them out, what's going to, you know, make various things um, come out of them. And, of course, a lot of times, and it's come out along the way, that they're not always out there <laughs> in the wilderness. Sometimes they're just getting a little dirt makeup <laughs> in there, and they're not actually out in the wilderness. Um, you know, so there's some various, components like that that have come out along the way. But this is one of those shows, too, where you can, you know, you can turn it around and say, okay, consciously there's this programming going on. However, when when we start to shift this around and, um, and, and we look at it, there are also people who have found some strength and some creativity and have decided they go out and try something that they thought they could never try before. Sometimes that's been good. Sometimes it's been gotten them into trouble uh, because they've seen it on TV and they thought, oh, I can do this, and it didn't really happen on TV. Um, but it is one of those those components. So, you know, here again, uh, it kind of puts people in a weakened state because it's like, well, who's your alliances? So if you're an outcast, you don't have any alliances. These are the messages that are programming through. Um, Let's take a show like Oprah, right? How many people like Oprah? And it used to be Oprah's talk shows were um, very, they were very engaging in conflict. They would really trigger a lot of things. Then she kind of went to the, you know, the poor me shows and the victims and um, this sort of thing. And then she then she kind of moved on to more of what was the allegedly the health and the spiritual things and uh, you know, I'm probably not going to win a lot of friends, and I don't really care <laughs> once I start to say this. 
but you know, I looked at some things with Oprah at one point several years back, and um, and realized it was all about buying your way there. And it was when I had a lot of things waking up about how different things worked in the world, um, you know, through authoring things, and, and you know, even before that. And uh, you know, people think, oh, how nice of her to bring these people on. Well, no, not really. I mean, they kind of paid their way to get there. <laughs> Basically, it was uh, an advertising stunt. You know, even a lot of your news channels and stuff, grand some of them, they'll do some human interest stories. But you know, there's a lot of them that uh, you know, if you if you want to go on as an author and and have your book reviewed or something like that, they want to charge you thousands of dollars to bring you on the air for ten months. It's, it's basically advertising to them, so they don't really care who you are. <laughs> now, I'm not saying they're all that way, but look, look, look at um, at what Oprah is about. You know that brand, that mark, uh, and and that is about the promise of success. Align with me, and you will be successful. Well, sure. I mean, look at how many people have gone on into huge successes, Deepak Chopra, you know, a whole bunch of people have gone on almost, you know, for a while was like whoever made it on Dover's show was all of a sudden a huge success. Well, of course, she has a huge network, you know, there's some basic things. And what also happens is align with me and you will have protection from those in high places. You will have success. Well, why? Because now you have stepped into their circle. Um, what some people don't realize, and while sometimes that can be a great energy, if somebody is not operating from the purest of motives, um, and, and I don't know Oprah personally, so I can't speak where her motives are coming from exactly. Um, I, I can't, I don't, I'm not going to say. <laughs> I don't think they're the purest, but that's not my place to say because I haven't met her in person. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, okay, if you step into our circle, you will have success. We see this actually with a lot of different groups of people. Uh, you know, we've seen this in different cultures where they buy from within their culture first to keep the money within their culture, or there's religions where you always shop um, with businesses that are owned by somebody in the religion first uh, type of thing. So it's, in some ways, it's not really any different from that. Um, but but it definitely here again it drives home this aspect of you are helpless on your own and you need me to be successful type of thing. Uh, so uh, these are all all conscious things. Um, let's take a look at um, well let's take a look at something that that actually is very uh, presented very positively, right? Because if everything was presented in this doom and gloom. <laughs> you'd have no hope and faith in the world. And if you have no hope and faith in the world, you can't perpetuate your control patterns. <laughs> so let's take a look at Hallmark on here. Uh, you know, Hallmark is one of those that every, you know, every controlling group has to have their so-called um, groups that make them seem like they're helping in some way. You know, we, we see this with a lot of the clubs, you know, that, that come through where, you know, different clubs will sponsor different things, and they'll do a thing for kids or they do this and they'll do that. Um, and, and why is that? Because they have to make you believe in some shape or form they're helping you and they care about you. 
<laughs> I don't buy it anymore, but it is what it is. Um, you know, when we look at Hallmark, Hallmark's energy codes are all about success after trials and tribulations. It's all about advancements and honors and tests of determination and things like that. So here again, we have a couple of components that we find in Hallmark. And Hallmark, oftentimes, most of the shows that are on their network are exactly that. You've achieved victory after all this hard work and, and you know, tests and trials and, and putting you through things. But, and, and I have to say, I have been an avid Hallmark movie lover. I'm a little bit of a romantic at heart, um, things like that. So, you know, along the way, but when you really look at the common themes, that are in there, what do you have? You can't do anything without the rich. You, it's, it's always kind of a Cinderella story in a sense. You've got to marry into uh, the rich or the elite or uh, this type of thing. You're going to be checked out by them first. Um, you know, you look at these, these houses that they all have, you know, uh, along the way, the elite always help you out of your situation. You can't help yourself uh, types of things. Um, so there's, there's oftentimes these hidden messages, even in those um, so-called feel-good <laughs> things or alleged feel-good things. You know, there's still a lot of commercialism there um, that's in it uh, along the way. So uh, definitely some big things. We also have, an, and, and I know we don't have a lot of time left here, um, you've got some various things like the Big Bang Theory when you go to the comedy side. Why? Because we need some things that are less intense. Uh, you know, here again, let's entertain you while we program some other things. Uh, here, here we're going to do this comedy show and we're going to show you just how stupid you are by showing you all these smart people. Uh, I love the Big Bang Theory. It's been, you know, out of all the television shows out there, I thought it was really, really well done. Um, and, and actually, they, they coded this really quite favorably in a way. Um, it was coded in a way that was definitely going to be successful. They were definitely going to be able to carry out their own uh, ability in this. Um, but it also has these codes of command and power and being able to carry out their own ideas. Um, and, you know, definitely here again, it's creating these subliminal messages of we are smarter than you are in here. Uh, which automatically engages competition or competitive energy. Taking a look at something like um, The Voice, for example. We have The Voice, you have American Idol in there. Now, when we look at these two shows, uh, what we start to find here is this is a, something that is broad-reaching. So they can, they can broadcast to a lot of people through this. Um, here again, it's kind of like look at the success. Uh, that can be obtained, look at, you know, um, friendships that are being built along the way uh, through this thing, but you've still got a competition, you know. You're still stepping into competition. Come on, you've got to squash your competition. You've got to get better. You've got to do more. And look at how they change them. You've got to change. You can't make it the way you are. So these things, again, it drives on the competition, even in the midst of what appears to be good in the outer packaging. Uh, on there, you look at something like your food networks. You have uh, Top Chef, for example. You know, here again, Top Chef comes back to this energy of 
isolation in a way. Here's something you can do if you're all isolated, right? Here's something um, along the way. It, it's about separating you off, pulling you back um, in things. There's, there's so many different pieces, how kitchen, how kitchen uh, runs on a cumulative pattern of lessons learned along the way um, in there. You, of course, have, uh, you know, your do-it-yourself channels in there. And, and, you know, certainly I've had a guest on, Paul Tukey, who was a really, really wonderful person, really well together. And, you know, his show did not fall into a lot of the do-it-yourself stuff. Uh, now his, his stuff was on gardening, and he's just an incredible person doing some incredible work in the world. Um, but he has stepped out of that arena as well. And um, when you get into that arena, what do you see a lot of times? Look at these people buying million-dollar homes. Look at this. Look at that. You know, look at these nice homes. Look at what you can't have. <laughs> look at what you've got to meet or beat. Um, here again, that's one of those networks, though, that you can kind of turn it around a little bit and 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 use it to get some ideas. Um, it actually can help you step into some of your own empowerment, uh, but you've got to be very, very conscious in the process that you do not get wrapped up, again, in that competitive edge. You do not get wrapped up into you have to have the most expensive thing um, out there or do not get wrapped up in what you can't afford. Um, simply use it for the creative ideas. Uh, the Bachelor, The Bachelorette, huge, huge hit show, right? I mean, boy, that's going on forever. It perpetuates the Cinderella theme, um, but it also shows all this deception. And and it's like, oh, look, we're going to bring you love, and look at this romantic story that they're covering up the hidden messages of, look, you can't date anybody without them dating a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> Look, nobody's going to be true or faithful to you. They're going to tell you they love you and they're going to drop you or they're seeing somebody else or things like that. That's these hidden messages that underlie uh, some of these things. Uh, the Bachelor is definitely got contradiction, possibility taken away, codes to it, um, having to start life over again, opposition, competition, loss through trust. Boy. That's all there. It's all blatant when you look at it, right? And the bachelorette energy, okay, um, uh, you know, comes along and um, uh, uh, and it's got a couple of code patterns to it. And again, a key pattern of of, uh, of a cult energy to it, um, having to have this personal magnetism, um, you know, who who can provide the best gifts, the best favors along the way. Um, it also promotes a, uh, a pattern of deception. It's also about deception in there. So here again, you've got the show that's being presented like, oh, look at how these people fall in love. And, you know, I admit it, I've watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette in the, in the past before I unfolded a lot of these things. <laughs> um, it, you know, you take it in stride, but yes, it's there. Those deception pieces are there. They're definitely right up that aspect. So I ask you, when you're watching TV, realize this is coming in through you. And if you realize and you sit down and you go, okay, consciously, I know they're trying to convince me of things. Consciously, they're trying to send me these messages. So 
I'm not going to buy into this. When I get those hunger cravings, I'm not going to run out and satiate them. I just sat down and had a giant meal. I don't need more food. I'm not really hungry, right? Um, and this is all, you know, all how they play together with all the appetizing and everything in there. So, um, you know, certainly there's so much more I could be covering, but we're not going to have time <laughs> to cover every type of station and show and things like that. But you do have the background and the foundation and how this comes about. You can sit back and say, nope, I'm going to take control. Nope, I'm going to sit here and just enjoy this for sheer entertainment. And when I feel the emotions going to come up, I'm going to stop and I'm going to shift my thoughts on a conscious level. Uh, and, and that is the case. Um, yes, I think we need to get away more from the electronics. We've become an electronic society. It has set us back. It's placed us back in time. Uh, you know, it's certainly regressed us, and we don't even see that because we've been sold and programmed that it's forward momentum. Um, but everything is becoming mechanicalized in this world in so many ways, and it's not what we want to let happen when it gets down to it. We want to be able to talk to people. We want to be able to have real interactions with people. We need to regain our face-to-face connections, and we need to regain connections with true energy, undisturbed and distracted, which is why we need to get out of the cities and we need to spend our time in nature. That's why we need to restore these things. Um, just pulling people off of electronics that have a lot of these diseases, their minds and things will probably clear up. But they don't want you to know that because they want to keep you in that control. So when you, if you are going to watch something, if you are going to sit down and do something, then watch it with consciousness. Watch it with the aspects. And if you start feeling these different things of anxiety and panic and stress and depression or you know, any of these types of things coming up, step back and get away from electronics for a while. Go take a walk. Go do other things, and you'll restore your balance. You'll clear your mind. It will come back around for you. Um, so a lot of ground, you know, really covered. <laughs> I would say a lot of ground really, really covered in the show today, and hopefully you found this information beneficial, and hopefully then when you look at things, you can look at them in a different light, in an aware light, a conscious light, and, um, and take control of your life and, and not let yourself be controlled. Now, next week, I'm going to be talking about the codes of spiritual paths and how you can tell if a spiritual leader is walking their talk. Hey, isn't that going to be fun? And what do you need to be aware of when you're selecting a spiritual program or experience? You know, for example, the ayahuasca journeys, the Peruvian certification trips, the false gurus of India, Buddhist, and monastery contradictions, such as the tiger temples. How do you tell these things are going on? How do you know what's true and what isn't true in there? And if you're looking for a spiritual path, if you're looking for a spiritual teacher, how do you know they're walking their talk? going to be a fun show. We're going to get into some juicy, meaty stuff next week, too, <laughs> just like this week. Don't forget, if you would like, you can get the international bestseller that I'm a collaborator on, Embraced by the Divine, the Emerging Women's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose at EmbracedByTheDivine.com. You can also check out my work of working with codes, monthly video tips, archive shows, interviews, what others have done on me, books, all of that great stuff at CompassionCodes.com. 
And uh, again, I know I've been laying low on putting a lot of things in order because I've just decided that I don't want to put things out there unless I can really do them in a way that works for me, that is really going to bring you the highest and greatest, um, I don't even want to say that, but is going to to allow for divine alignment and divine experiences. Um, and And so it's very important to me to honor whatever time it takes to put it to that point. But I do have some very exciting things I'm going to be bringing about. Um, again, we are down to the last couple of months of this show, but I will be coming on periodically and doing things because I think there's so much incredible things to know and to experience in this world. And, and um, I don't want to keep you aware and conscious and free and living free in divine presence. Don't forget, we've got several shows here on Main Street Universe. Tuesdays, we have Susan Reed, who shares her work in herbs and natural plants. Wednesdays, we have Daniel and Janice on our flagship show, Main Street Universe. And Janice also does her own show from time to time called Reflections and Rhythms. We've got Darren Bakir popping back into the network. At, um, he's a reader at Madame Le Beau in New Orleans. And uh, so we've just got all kinds of people poking their heads in and out and doing things and uh, you know, just check it out. Check it out. See what's going on. Stay tuned to, to whatever's coming up. And this is Jesse Ann Nichols George. I'm so glad that you joined me here today. And thank you to all of our listeners, not only on Blog Talk Radio, but those that are streaming live on Penn, known as Fair Encounters Network, Stream Finder, and Talk Stream Live, and those catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and those catching the YouTube version of the show. Don't forget that if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others going to be available at the same link in our archives. I'm going to leave you today with the song Yearning For, also known as Over and Over. It's by Shemshai. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week, right here on The Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend, and have a truly amazing week. And if I could see what makes me blind I would soar to the edge of my mind and to touch what seems unreal Just to show you the way that I feel And we are in time with time One with season of change inside And we are in tune with the tune Caught in a balance of sun and moon Discover 
Your spirit, your heart, still young. 